the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus gave a transfer of power in Luke ten nineteen to the 70 disciples and sent them out. Remember the 70 returned rejoicing because demons and evil spirits were subject to them in his name? Well, the same authority that was given unto them has been given unto you. Today, we're talking about dominating power. Today, I want to give you three steps to dominating power in prayer. Mark sixteen seventeen to 18 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. My goodness. That's the same authority that he gave to the 70. Jesus sent them out two by two into every city that he was going to visit. And they returned rejoicing. When is the church as a whole going to rise up? And go out and come back in, casting out devils and evil spirits and taking authority over them. That's where God wants the church today. Most of us don't understand. There's been a transfer of great power. Once we get it in our spirit, that there is a name that's above every name that principalities must bow to. You'll rise up in such great power. The events that follow your prayer will even astound you. Well, let's go back to Calvary. I want to be sure today that you receive that transfer of power. Today, God wants to alter your life. He wants you to understand the power behind answered prayer, to take a hold of it and alter circumstances in your life, your family, and in the lives of people in your community. This week, just this past weekend, my friend's daughter, who's a dialysis patient, Fell very, very ill and just full of fluid. 
well, I received a message, you know, Valerie, could you pray? Could you pray? And they rushed over to the hospital. She's coughing up blood. And the doctors weren't sure why she was coughing up blood. And she was taken into ICU. So I got the message to pray. I started praying and I sent out a text message to the prayer partners and prayers heard in heaven and asked them, you know, to begin praying. And so I got another text message that said they were going to put her on a ventilator if her breathing didn't improve and that she was conscious and then unconscious and constantly going in and out. Well, I kept on praying. And after I sent out that message, I started getting this confirmation, you know, from the partners. Okay, I'm praying, I'm praying. Different ones were answering, which is always so awesome to me that they'll just stop what they're doing and begin praying. Well, I went over to the hospital. And when I arrived, you're not going to believe this, she was sitting up in a wheelchair and she was being wheeled out of her room, leaving ICU. And she was going to a regular room. I just was like, glory to God. The power of answered prayer cannot be underestimated. It's important that God's people know how powerful they truly are through Christ Jesus, through the victory on Calvary in prayer. When we arrived to the regular room, it it was so amazing. The new nurse said, well, you don't look like you've been in ICU. And my friend's daughter just kind of laughed. There's power in prayer. How did I pray? I bet you're wondering that. Like, how did I pray right then? Well, I'm going to tell you in just a few minutes. When you pray, you're using the same power and authority that the disciples used. You remember what they said? The disciples said the devils were subject to them in Jesus' name. That's the report that they gave Jesus when they returned. Rejoicing, the spirits are subject to us in your name. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's what they said to him. We are to take authority over the enemy and use the same power and authority that the disciples use. Let's go a step further because God wants you to walk in great victory over the powers of darkness and principalities that rule the airs, that try to rule the air, but you're here, right? On Calvary, there was a transfer that began the transfer of power. When Jesus was on the cross on Calvary, he took a stripe for every sickness, every disease, Every pain, every disappointment, stress, and mental agony, for poverty and lack, for every stress, strain, and despair that we could possibly experience. He even carried our sin. Surely he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken, smitten of God, struck down and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53, four, if the crucifixion becomes a personal experience to each of us, then we truly understand the power that's been given to us. If we stop and go into deep contemplation and meditation and read the crucifixion experience and allow it to be personal, going to him in prayer, saying, when I was far from you, when I turned my back on you, you still loved me. On Calvary, you knew I would turn my back on you, and you knew I would sin, but you still loved me. Put your name in that sentence. You still loved me, Valerie. You still loved me, Carolyn. You still loved me, Matthew. You still loved me, Samuel. You still loved me, Calvin. Put your name in that sentence, and it becomes personal to you. Your stripes were for me. The crown that was placed upon your head and pushed down 
into your skin, it was for me that I would not have to be in mental agony and depression. The anguish that you bore, the crown upon your head, it was so that I would not have to be wounded mentally and emotionally. The stripes upon your body for every sickness, for every disease that could possibly attack my body, you bore them on your body. You stood in the gap and received the stripes from me so that I could have abundant life. Thinking of the nails in his hands and the nails going through his feet, realizing that it was all just for you, personally for you. The crucifix experience then becomes personal. A new love, a new devotion begins to develop in our hearts for Christ. Our minds are renewed and transformed and made whole by the blood of Jesus. The crucifix experience is so powerful. When we think upon his reward after Jesus died on the cross and after he makes his ascension and he returns to heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father, he has that name that's above every name. The name that heaven and earth and all of creation have to bow to. The name that the sun and the moon bow to. The name that the oceans and the rivers, the streams have to bow to. The host of heaven bow to that name. The wind and the rain bow to that name. Remember Matthew eight twenty three, when the disciples are on the ship and the sea is tossed by the wind and the great tempest? Oh, my goodness. But Jesus, when he entered into the ship and the disciples follow him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but Jesus was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us or we'll perish. And Jesus said unto them, Why are you so fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey? Oh, yes, the wind and the sea bow to that name. Ephesians one twenty one says, He sits at the right hand of the Father. He is above all principality, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things. Oh my goodness, it's so powerful. Now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. So when you pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you have the same power and authority over principalities that Jesus had when he walked the earth. Now all things are under your feet. Therefore, Jesus' original plan is for you to take authority, taking complete dominion over the enemy, rising up in strategic spiritual warfare and recover all. Jesus wants for you to use his name and dominate the powers of darkness. He was walking in such great power and he's given us the golden key. One of those golden keys is forgiveness. To have true power in prayer, we must walk in repentance, confession, and forgiveness. I'm talking about how to dominate over the powers of darkness today. Jesus forgave his enemies before they did harm to him. Remember, he washed the feet of Judas, knowing that he was going to betray him. The heart that the spirit of God can flow through 
It's the heart that's transparent. It's the heart that doesn't harbor anger within it. Forgiveness is the tone of that heart. That heart can pray for its enemies. It's the believer that understands the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Unforgiveness is a great hindrance to prayer. Matthew 5, 23. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there and the front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. God doesn't even want us to give the offering of our gift to him. When we have something in our heart or there's a difficulty between us and someone else. Here's the first step to dominating power. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Walk in great peace and you'll walk in great power. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Psalms 119 and 165. Here's the second step. We must die to our own will. We must give God complete control of our lives, releasing our own plans and goals, surrendering to God, surrendering to his goal, his plan for our life. We then enter a new dimension of dominating authority through prayer. Then we come to the place where the Holy Spirit can pray through us. Then the words that are spoken when we pray, they're not our own. The Holy Spirit will make intercession for us. Then we rise up in authority. And when we speak words in prayer over that person, over that situation, we then have dominating power of deliverance. It will take place and take dominion over the situation. Remember, Jesus goes to Simon's house. His mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. Watch what he does. So they appealed to Jesus on her behalf. He went to Simon's house and he stood over her. And the Bible says he rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to serve them. At sunset, all who were ill with various diseases were brought to Jesus. And laying hands on each one of them, he healed them. Luke 4 39. I'm talking about today dominating power. I want to ask a question. Did Jesus win the battle over the fever at her bedside? No, no. Of course, I know you know that's not what happened. Jesus won the battle over the fever, over diseases. When he laid hands on people, the battle was won when he interceded in the temple early in the morning. The battle was won when he took dominion in prayer before he ever went out to pray for anyone. He won the battle before he ever entered the home of Simon. The battle was won through prayer, interceding on his hands and knees before God. That's where he won the battle. He won the battle alone with God in prayer. And then he went out the hours that he spent alone in prayer are just like the hours that you must spend I must spend, we all must spend before the Lord. The hours that we fast and pray, the hours that we lay out face down before the Lord, that's where the battle is won. Remember when I told you the story of my husband when I was out of town and he fell into a coma in the hospital at the medical center? And remember I boarded the the fastest flight as quick as I could. I got a flight into Houston 
on that Southwest Airlines plane. You remember what I told you about? It's so hard to forget that one. Such a powerful day in my life. But as I was on that plane, that cabin of that plane became my sanctuary. I couldn't call the doctor or nurse and find out if he was dead or alive. I couldn't depend on the arm of flesh is what I'm saying. I called my father in heaven and I trusted him. I had confidence in him because he let me know as soon as you get off of that plane and get to that hospital room, lay hands on him so that he will recover. I remember two angels appearing in that room when I was praying. And yes, he came out of coma. The medical professionals, they were baffled because he was in the first group in the country that got West Nile. And and the medical profession at that time didn't know. We didn't know anything about West Nile, but God did. By following these simple steps that we're talking about today, you will enter a new dimension of intercession. And when the battle comes up in your life, you will have already won in the spirit realm before you ever meet the circumstances face to face. Once we learn to prevail in prayer, interceding, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through the vessel and have his way. Oh, my goodness. Then the the power of the Holy Spirit flows through unrestricted. Once our hearts are transparent and we walk in forgiveness. Oh, God can use us for a divine purpose because we are surrendering to his will. The third step that I want to talk about today is presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. Because the spirit of the Lord lives within the temple. His power must be able to move through that vessel. And then your powers will dominate with great power and have authority over all the power of the enemy. Jesus submitted not only his mind, not only his heart to God, but his vessel to God. God then can give you an end time assignment to pray over the nation, to pray over your family, over marriages, and to pray deliverance over those who need deliverance. I ask God, remove my old thinking. And this is what you have to ask him today. Remove my old theology and my way of thinking about prayer so that I can have a fresh and new start today. All of yesterday's old beliefs and old ways. I have to start fresh and allow the Holy Spirit to be my teacher. I have to come alongside the greatest teacher, the master of all prayer. I have to come alongside the Holy Spirit and allow him to teach me true intercession. I hope you're ready right now to pray this prayer with me. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I forgive those who have trespassed against me. Cleanse my heart, Father, of any bitterness and any unforgiveness that harbor within me. I surrender my will and I release the plans I have for my life in exchange for the plans that you have for me. I wish to do your will, living in your divine purpose. I surrender my body. Use this vessel. Allow your Holy Spirit to move through me. Please give me a fresh and new anointing upon my life today. Oh, Father, I present my body as a living sacrifice to be used by you. In Jesus' mighty name. The heart that walks in forgiveness, 
the heart that releases bitterness, the heart that doesn't harbor resentment, that lets God fight his own battles when the enemy has come against you through someone else. God will give you strategic prayer defense strategies. But as far as forgiving them, let it go. Don't be offended. The Bible tells us not to be offended. God wants to use us. That's why he gives us the Ten Commandments. Not to lie, not to steal, not to cheat, not to commit adultery, not to do all these types of things. It's all through the Bible. What we must do for God to be able to use us, to have that faith that rises up to mountaintop. We will trust God as never before, because as we walk in forgiveness and repentance and confession, going to the Lord daily in prayer, spending time in our prayer place, worshiping God, submitting to God, asking him, draw me, Lord, with your loving kindness. The Bible says from old, have I drawn you with my loving kindness? I'm paraphrasing just a bit, if you will. With loving kindness, have I drawn you? The word of God says, God draws us unto himself. Don't try to pray powerful prayers on your own because it's not going to happen. You'll be praying loud. You'll be laying hands on and trying to push people down. You'll be sweating and huffing and puffing, and you'll be doing all the praying. But that's not how the Holy Spirit moves. The Holy Spirit moves through the vessel and takes over, and the power of God flows mightily through the vessel because the Holy Spirit is making intercession for us. When he makes intercession for us, those are the prayers that win the battle in prayer. When I was on that praying and I began to pray the 91st Psalm and I began to pray the 8th Psalm and I began to pray the 21st Psalm, I was releasing the power of Almighty God in that situation. And as I released the power of Almighty God, the Holy Spirit made a shift in my spirit. And suddenly I was quickened and drawn in to the Holy of Holies. And it felt that the entire plane was encompassed with the glory of God. And I had no doubt that my husband was alive. I had no doubt that when I reached that hospital and ran down that corridor, that when I got to his room, I had no doubt that he would still be breathing. I knew because I didn't depend on the arm of flesh. I depended on almighty God and everything that he said, do I did. And every prayer that he said, pray, I allowed him to pray it through me. Those are the prayers that move heaven. Those are the prayers that win the victory because when the Holy spirit is praying, when the spirit of the Lord is praying, he's never lost a battle. It's when we pray through our own flesh It's when we pray on our own that we lose the battle because the Holy Spirit is not being allowed to make intercession for us. The cry of our heart must be the same cry that the disciples cried, Lord, teach us to pray. I can tell you about prayer. I can direct you in prayer. I can tell you about miracles. You can walk with me 
and see miracles. But I cannot cause it to happen in your prayer life. The only one who can cause that to happen is the Holy Spirit. We must align ourselves with the great teacher. We must align ourselves with the master. He's the one who will intercede. He's the one who does the praying. I'm making a shortcut for you. It took me years to learn this because I thought I had to do the pray. I thought I had to pray powerful prayers. I didn't know that if I would submit to his will, that he would do the interceding, that he would take over doing the prayer, and that the power of Almighty God would be released in the situation and that circumstances would change. That's how we dominate through prayer. That's why the disciples said to Jesus, demons and evil spirits are subject to us in your name. It's through his name. Oh, my goodness. If you get a hold of this lesson today, you will rise up in dominating power over principalities and darkness and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing will by any means hurt you. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.